Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. MashaAllah, you all were listening so nicely, so quietly, that it reminded me of the verse where Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem, that, O oh people, when the Qur'an is recited, إِذَا قُرِئَ الْقُرْآنُ فَاسْتَمِعُوا لَهُ وَأَنصِتُوا That, listen to it attentively and also remain silent. Why? So that you receive mercy. Mercy from who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So may Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's special mercy be upon you, His special favors be upon you throughout this day and always, inshaAllah. Okay, are we ready for our next lesson? Okay, we will do the translation first. A'udhu billahi minash shaytanir rajeem. Bismillahir rahmanir rahim. Wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulihil kareem. Rabbish rahli sadri wa yassirli amri. Wahlul uqdatan min lisani yafqahu qawli. Page number 72, we will do the word-to-word translation of lesson number 10, verse 49. I'm going to say the Arabic, you say the English, okay? وَإِذْ نَجَّيْنَاكُمْ مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنَ يَسُومُونَكُمْ سُوءَ الْعَذَابِ يُذَبِّحُونَ أَبْنَاءَكُمْ وَيَسْتَحْيُونَ نِسَاءَكُمْ وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ وَإِذْ فَرَقْنَا بِكُمْ الْبَحْرَ فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ وَأَغْرَقْنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ وَإِذْ وَاعَدْنَا مُوسَى أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلَةً ثُمَّ اتَّخَذْتُمْ الْعِجْلَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ وَأَنْتُمْ ظَالِمُونَ ثُمَّ عَفَوْنَا عَنْكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ وَإِذْ آتَيْنَا مُوسَى الْكِتَابَ وَالْفُرْقَانَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تهتدون وإذ قال موسى لقومه يا قوم إنكم ظلمتم أنفسكم باتخاذكم العجل فتوبوا إلى بارئكم فاقتلوا أنفسكم ذلكم خير لكم عند بارئكم فتاب عليكم إنه هو التواب الرحيم وَإِذْ 
قل تم يا موسى لن نؤمن لك حتى نرى الله جهرة فأخذتكم الصاعقة وأنتم تنظرون ثم بعثناكم من بعد موتكم لعلكم تشكرون وظللنا عليكم الغمام وأنزلنا عليكم المن والسلوى كلوا من طيبات ما رزقناكم وما ظلمونا ولكن كانوا أنفسهم يظلمون وإذ قلنا أدخلوا هذه القرية فكلوا منها حيث wherever شئتم رغدا ودخلوا الباب سجدا وقولوا حطة نغفر لكم خطاياكم وسنزيد المحسنين فبدل الذين ظلموا قولا غير الذي قيل لهم فأنزلنا على الذين ظلموا رجزا من السماء بما كانوا يفسقون وإذ نجيناكم من آل فرعون يسومونكم سوء العذاب يذبحون أبناءكم ويستحيون نساءكم وفي ذلكم بلاء من ربكم عظيم وَإِذْ فَرَقْنَا بِكُمُ الْبَحْرَ فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ وَأَغْرَقْنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ وَإِذْ وَاعَدْنَا مُوسَى أَرْبَعِينَ لَيْلَةً ثُمَّ اتَّخَذْتُمُ الْعِجْلَ مِنْ بَعْدِهِ وَأَنْتُمْ ظَالِمُونَ ثُمَّ عَفَوْنَا عَنْكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ ذَلِكَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ وَإِذْ آتَيْنَا مُوسَى الْكِتَابَ وَالْفُرْقَانَ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَهْتَدُونَ 
وَإِذْ قَالَ مُوسَى لِقَوْمِهِ يَا قَوْمِ إِنَّكُمْ ظَلَمْتُمْ أَنفُسَكُمْ بِاتِّخَاذِكُمُ الْعِجْلَ فَتُوبُوا فَتُوبُوا إِلَى بَارِئِكُمْ فَاقْتُلُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ ذَلِكُمْ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ عِندَ بَارِئِكُمْ فَتَابَ عَلَيْكُمْ إِنَّهُ هُوَ التَّوَّابُ الرَّحِيمُ وَإِذْ قُلْتُمْ يَا مُوسَى لَنْ نُؤْمِنَ لَكَ حَتَّى نَرَى اللَّهَ جَهْرَةً فَأَخَذَتْكُمُ الصَّاعِقَةً فَأَخَذَتْكُمُ الصَّاعِقَةُ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ ثُمَّ بَعَثْنَاكُمْ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَوْتِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَشْكُرُونَ وَظَلَّلْنَا عَلَيْكُمُ الْغَمَامَ وَأَنْزَلْنَا عَلَيْكُمُ الْمَنَّ وَالسَّلْوَى كُلُوا مِنْ طَيِّبَاتِ مَا رَزَقْنَاكُمْ وَمَا ظَلَمُونَا وَلَكِنْ كَانُوا أَنفُسَهُمْ يَظْلِمُونَ وَإِذْ قُلْنَا ادْخُلُوا هَذِهِ الْقَرْيَةَ فَكُلُوا مِنْهَا حَيْثُ شِئْتُمْ رَغَدًا وَادْخُلُوا الْبَابَ سُجَّدًا وَادْخُلُوا الْبَابَ سُجَّدًا وَقُولُوا حِطَّةٌ نَغْفِرْ لَكُمْ خَطَايَاكُمْ وَسَنَزِيدُ الْمُحْسِنِينَ فَبَدَّلَ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا قَوْلًا غَيْرَ الَّذِي قِيلَ لَهُمْ فَأَنزَلْنَا عَلَى الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا رِجْزًا مِّنَ السَّمَاءِ بِمَا كَانُوا يَفْسُقُونَ أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم Inshallah, we'll begin tafsir from verse 49, and I will give you the singular plurals as we go along. Alright? وَإِذْ نَجَّيْنَاكُمْ And recall when we saved you all, when we rescued you all, from who? مِنْ آلِ فِرْعَوْنَ From the people of Fir'aun. Recall, O Bani Israel. Why are we saying, O Bani Israel? Because in the previous verses, what did we learn? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was addressing who? Ya Bani Israel, O children of Israel. And there it was mentioned that Udkuru Nirmati, remember my blessing, my favor. And I mentioned to you earlier that the word Nirmah, even though it appears to be one singular blessing, but it refers to what? All the blessings, many blessings, numerous blessings. So remember those blessings which I bestowed upon you. And then we saw that the Bani Israel were given certain commands. They were given a special invitation to believe in the Messenger, Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, to believe in the Qur'an. And then they were warned against being the first to deny. And they were warned against humiliation and disgrace on the Day of Judgment. Now we see that specific blessings are mentioned. Because what happens is that in general when we are told, you should be grateful. What do we say? Of course I'm grateful. Alhamdulillah, I'm very grateful. But then when we're made to realize, well, what about this blessing? And what about that blessing? And remember this favor and that favor. Then what happens? We begin to feel more grateful. 
when we start listing our blessings, when we start counting them, it increases us in our gratitude. And remember that the purpose behind reminding the Bani Israel of these blessings is not to make them feel guilty. Because this is what happens. When human beings remind each other of blessings, which is by the way wrong, we're not allowed to do that. But when we do it, oh remember when I gave you that last week? And remember when I helped you with your homework? Why do we do this? Why? Because we want something in return. And we also want to show to the other that we are better than them. The fact is that we're all human beings. And if we're ever able to help someone, that is also because of who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. But when Allah tells us to remember the blessings that He has given us, why does He tell us to do that? So that we increase in our obedience to Him. Because shukr leads to ta'a. Shukr, gratitude leads to obedience. So here, specific blessings are mentioned. The Bani Israel are told, وَإِذْ and when. Now, id means udkuru id. Remember, recall when such and such happened. So remember when, najaynakum, we rescued you all, min ali fir'aun, from the people of fir'aun. The word najayna is from the root letters nun, jim, waw. And najat is to be saved. Najayna, we saved, we rescued. And you see the word najayna. Because this rescue was not an ordinary rescue. You know, sometimes if there's, you know, for example, a person who climbs up a tree and then they can't get down and they try to rescue them, it's an easy operation. But if somebody climbs on a crane, then rescuing them is a very difficult operation. It could cost up to like $60,000 or something. Isn't it? As we saw recently. So saving the Bani Israel from the people of Fir'aun was not something small. So وَإِذْ نَجَّيْنَاكُمْ We rescued you. From Ali Fir'aun. The word Al, what does Al mean? People. This word includes family, it includes followers. And here it is referring to the people of Fir'aun, whether it is his army or his nation. It's basically the Coptics. Because remember that in Egypt, where the Bani Israel were living, I told you in our last class how the Bani Israel ended up in Egypt. Remember Yusuf alayhi salam? He was brought to Egypt as a slave. And then there was a famine. And then people came for food. And by that time, Yusuf was at a very high noble position in Egypt. So of the people who came to Egypt to get food was also his brothers. And then long story short, they moved to Egypt. That is where they lived. But then what happened? Over time, Fir'aun, he had enslaved the Bani Israel. So, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rescued the Bani Israel from the people of Fir'aun. Why? Because yasumunakum, they were afflicting upon you. Who was afflicting upon you? The people of Fir'aun. And by the way, you all know who Fir'aun is, right? Everybody knows who Fir'aun is. But just to make it clear, Fir'aun is not the name of a person. Alright? It's the title that was given to the ancient Egyptian kings. Some say this was Ramses second or first, one of them, Allahu A'lam. But whoever he was, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala refers to him as Fir'aun in the Quran. Okay? And Fir'aun is a symbol of tyranny, oppression. Isn't he? So 
Fir'aun and his men, what were they doing? They were afflicting upon you, O Bani Israel, su al-adhab, the worst of punishment. Now this word, yasumuna, seen, wow, meem, saum. Not saum. Saum is fasting. This is with a seen. That is with a sod. Alright? Saum is to go in order to get something. So for example, the word is used for camels that are going in order to graze. Animals that are going on their way in order to eat. This is the meaning of the word saum. To go, to be on one's way, to get something, to seek something. And then the word saum is also used for imposing a task on someone, meaning forcing someone to do something, even though they find it very difficult, even though it may be very heavy on them, but basically to not give them a choice, to force someone to do something, compel them. So, yasumunakum, what does it mean? That they they wanted for you, just like someone is, just like the animals are going to pasture, to graze, just like that, the people of Fir'aun, they wanted to inflict on you the worst punishment. They forced you to do things that were very painful, that were very hard, that were very difficult, and they didn't give you any choice, and they didn't have any mercy on you. Yasumunakum su al adab. Su is from Sin wa Hamza, and it means evil. Adab means punishment, torture. Su al adab, the worst of punishment, meaning the worst that is out there, the worst that you could ever imagine. How was Fir'aun? inflicting on the Bani Israel a painful punishment. How? Firstly, he had enslaved them. And when they were enslaved, did they have any freedom? No. They were beaten, they were forced to do labor, they were forced to do things that they did not like, they had no rights, no liberty, no freedom, nothing whatsoever. يَسُومُونَكُمْ سُوءَ الْعَذَابِ and then the su al-adab is further explained that yudabbihuna abna akum. They were slaughtering your sons. Yudabbihuna from dalbaha dibh. What does dibh mean? Dabiha. You know what dabiha is? Everybody knows what dabiha is. The animal that is slaughtered properly, not just shot dead, but slaughtered properly. That is dabiha. So dibh is to slaughter. And ذَبَّحَ يُذَبِّحُ The word that we see here, يُذَبِّحُ is to not just slaughter as in cut an animal, no. This shows us two things. The word يُذَبِّحُ shows us two things. Firstly, it expresses the kathra, the great number, the great number of murders that happened here. And secondly, it also shows the brutality in which these murders took place. Who were they murdering? Who were they killing? Yudabbihuna abna'akum. Your sons, your boys. Abna is the plural of ibn. It's the plural of the word ibn. And ibn means son. So literally, the boys were being slaughtered. Not just one or two, not just a few, but many. And slaughtering babies, because remember, Fir'aun was killing their babies. Baby boys. 
he was doing that also in a very brutal manner. So يُذَبِّحُونَ أَبْنَاءَكُمْ وَيَسْتَحْيُونَ نِسَاءَكُمْ And they were keeping your women alive. يَسْتَحْيُونَ is from the root letters حَيَايَا حَيَات is life. istihya is to keep alive. So they were sparing the women. And the word nisa, plural of niswa. Why were they sparing the women and killing the boys? We will discuss that later. But what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rescued the Bani Israel from this ordeal. And Allah says that, وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ And in that, O Bani Israel, was a bala'un, a great trial. This was not something small. This was not a small test. This was very, very big test. The word bala is from the root letters, balam wow. And bala is used for a test that is very difficult, very hard. You know, you have those tests at school which are very simple. And then you have those big exams at the end of the year. And then you think that what you're going through is difficult. And then you find out about people going through med school or something else and their exams are what? Even more tough, even more difficult. So we see that all tests are not the same. Some tests are more hard, more severe, more painful compared to others. So bala is which kind of test? Easy or difficult? Difficult. So in this, O Bani Israel, there was for you a trial from who? Mir Rabbikum, from your Lord. That even though you were suffering at the hands of Fir'aun, in reality this test came from who? From Allah. And this test was alim. It was great. Alim is an adjective of the word bala. Bala'un alim. Meaning a great trial. A very huge, difficult test. Now we see over here that Fir'aun was clearly trying to finish the Bani Israel. He wasn't just oppressing them by inflicting difficulties upon them. But he was also trying to control them and finish them off. Because if he is killing their boys, what is he trying to do? He's making sure that their lineage does not continue. And if he's keeping the women alive, why is he doing that? So that they will continue and serve as servants. And whatever children they have, they're not going to be Israeli children. So after a couple of generations, what's going to happen to the Bani Israel? Completely finished, gone, erased from the face of the earth. Why was Fir'aun doing this? This is what? A genocide, isn't it? Isn't it a genocide? It's basically trying to eradicate an entire race. Why was Fir'aun doing this? There is different explanations that the Mufassirin have suggested. Some have said that it is possible that Fir'aun just wanted no more of them. You see, the Bani Israel were who? Children of the prophets of Allah. They were supposed to be people of religion. People who observed the religion themselves and also invited others to it. And it is possible that over time they drifted away from their religion. And this is something that's not very difficult to understand. What happens when we get a whole lot of stuff? Like for example, what happens if we have money in our pocket and if we've got our dad's credit card maybe and mom's Uber account on your phone? You know, you have no problem. Right? You can go anywhere, get anything. And then you've got total freedom. Nobody's 
there to question you, ask you, impose any rules on you. And then you've got stuff that you like, stuff that you can play on, stuff that you can wear, places that you can go to. Will you think about praying? Will you? Okay, prayer maybe. Will you think about reciting the Qur'an if everything's good? You're having a lot of fun. Will you think about reciting the Qur'an? Typically our mind doesn't go there, does it? When do we turn to the recitation of the Qur'an? When do we turn to salah? When? When we're heartbroken. Isn't it? When we don't have what we want. Then we turn to Allah. But in general, when we have plenty of things of this world, and we're having a great time, our mind does not go towards religion. In fact, we drift away from religion. And when we drift away from religion, do we cause trouble or do we bring happiness to people? What happens? We cause trouble. So it is possible that the Bani Israel, as they drifted away from their religion, it is possible that they did something that angered Fir'aun, that angered the locals, and they just wanted no more of them. This is possible. Another reason could also be that it is said that Fir'aun had a dream. Fir'aun had a dream that a person from the Bani Israel overthrew his position. So basically, a person from the Bani Israel removed Fir'aun from his position, took over the kingdom. Now Fir'aun felt very threatened that perhaps somebody from the Bani Israel will come one day and fight me and take over my kingdom. So he said, you know what? I'm not going to wait for that day. I'm just going to finish all of them. And now finishing an entire nation would be very brutal. At least he had this much haya. So he thought, well, let's start with the babies. Let's start with the new generation. So every time that the boys were born, they were slaughtered. Slaughtered. And it is said that he did this every alternate year. So one year, all boys were slaughtered. Meaning any newborns, any babies that were born in that year, boys would be killed. So he would do this every other year. And what happened? Imagine if a people are oppressed so much. Enslaved, forced labor, such humiliation, so much control of their own, that they couldn't even defend their own children. And what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala rescued them. He saved them from Fir'aun. Whenever we read history, we learn about different people, rulers, kings, presidents, that were brutal in what they did. How many hundreds of thousands of people they killed. For different reasons. But when we learn about the good end, that how these people survived or how they escaped that torture, and how they made it. It's so amazing. Now here, the Bani Israel are also being reminded, that think about that time when you were oppressed, who saved you? Who saved you? Who rescued you? Allah. إِذْنَ We saved you. And then, at the end of the ayah, what is mentioned? وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ In this was a huge, a great trial from your Lord. Now this is understood in two ways. The first understanding is that in that meaning, in the oppression of Fir'aun, was really a great trial. But this trial also came from who? From Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is something that we must remember. 
whenever we're going through any difficulty in our life, whether it is at a personal level, individual level, or at the level of a family, community, nation, country, whatever, when we are going through any difficulty, remember that even that is from who? From who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Yes, on the surface we are dealing with people, people who are hurting us, people who are harming us, people who may be abusing us, who may be taking our rights away, who may be spreading hate speech about us, whatever it may be, whatever people are doing. But the source is who? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Does this mean that Allah wants bad for us? No. Allah will put His servant to trial for different reasons. Alright? For different reasons. What are some of the reasons why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala puts people in trial? What are the reasons? Okay, as a punishment. Now when a person does something wrong, and they face some difficulty, then what happens? That difficulty is a means of erasing their sins. So whatever wrong they did, inshallah, this difficulty is going to erase that sin. When a believer is pricked by a thorn even, what does that do? What does that do? It erases his sins. Right? Okay. What else? Yes? Okay. To test people as to how much faith they have in Allah, how strong or weak their faith is. Alright? Any other reason why we are tested? Yes? Exactly. It's a wake-up call. It's a wake-up call. For us to feel the need to turn back to Allah. Firstly, for us to realize our actions what we're doing. You know, for example, I don't know why my mind goes to driving all the time, but uh, for example, if a person is driving really fast and then they're caught and then they're given a ticket, why was that done? What did that teach them? That yes, I was over-speeding. I should not be speeding. They realize their mistake. So it's for us to wake up. Difficulties that we face in our life are not for no reason. They're not meaningless. They have a purpose behind them. There is a reason behind them. So think about it that in your life at a personal level, or maybe in your family, or maybe with your friends, maybe at school, maybe at work, maybe when you think about the Muslim ummah, you realize that we're in a big mess. I'm in a big mess. I'm getting hurt all the time. What's going on here? What are these difficulties teaching me? I need to check myself. Where am I falling short? I need to check myself. What is it that I'm doing wrong? I need to turn back to Allah. So, وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِّن رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ The second interpretation of this is, وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ And in that, O you all, that as in, in the rescue, in the fact that Allah saved you. Alright, what's the second meaning? ذَلِكُمْ is referring to what? The rescue. The first is? What is the first? The oppression of Fir'aun. And the second meaning is? The rescue. That how Allah saved you, this was also a huge trial. How is it a trial? We thought only bad things are trial. No, even blessings are a trial. Even blessings are a trial. How are they a trial? What kind of a test are they? That what are we going to do after we receive that blessing? Are we going to be grateful to Allah? 
are we going to increase in our obedience or are we going to drift further away from Allah? What is going to happen? So, وَفِي ذَلِكُمْ بَلَاءٌ مِنْ رَبِّكُمْ عَظِيمٌ This was a huge test, O Bani Israel. So look at you, what are you doing now? وَإِذْ فَرَقْنَا بِكُمُ الْبَحْرَ And recall when we separated, we divided for you the sea. فَرَقْنَا فَرَقَافْ And فَرْق is to divide something into two or more things. And بَحْر is the sea. And it's quite possible that this was the Red Sea. So we parted the sea for you. Because that is how the Bani Israel escaped Fir'aun. Isn't it? Because remember that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala ordered Musa alayhi salam to take the Bani Israel at night. Leave at night. So they left at night and they came upon the sea. Now there is water in front of them. They didn't have any boats with them. They didn't have any means of crossing it. And if they didn't cross it, then what would happen? Who was following them? Who was right behind them? Fir'aun. So at that time, Bani Israel were like, that's it, we're done, we're doomed. And Musa salam said, no way. My Lord is with me and He will guide. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala told Musa salam to throw his stick into the water. And what happened? فَرَقْنَا بِكُمُ الْبَحْرَ This was a miracle that the sea parted. And when it parted, the Bani Israel, they crossed. There was a dry path in the middle. They crossed, فَأَنْجَيْنَاكُمْ So we saved you like that. Noon jim wow is the root. And then what happened? The Bani Israel crossed the sea. Fir'aun reaches the edge of the water and he's like, yay, there's a path for me. And I'm gonna go chase the Bani Israel and catch them. But what happened? As Fir'aun and his armies went forward, وَأَغْرَقْنَا We drowned. غَيْنْ رَاقَافْ غَرْق غَرْق is to drown. We drowned Ala Fir'aun, the people of Fir'aun, wa antum tanzurun, while you were looking on. You, as in Bani Israel, you were watching Fir'aun and his people drowning. Tanzurun is from Nazara, Nun Zara. So this was a huge blessing of Allah, that how the Bani Israel were delivered, and their enemy was also destroyed. And in particular, we see here what's mentioned is that the Bani Israel saw their enemy drown. وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ Why is that important? Why is that important for the Bani Israel to see their enemy drown? Because when you have been terrorized by someone and oppressed for so long, even though they're not in front of you, you still are afraid of them. You're still afraid of them. So when the Bani Israel saw the armies of Fir'aun drowning, this was like assurance for them that have no fear, these people are finished. They're not going to come get you again. This is when Bani Israel truly felt free. They were freed. وَأَغْرَقْنَا آلَ فِرْعَوْنَ وَأَنْتُمْ تَنْظُرُونَ And notice here, the punishment of Fir'aun. What was that? How was Fir'aun finished? Drowned. Do you know why he was drowned? One of the reasons is that Fir'aun claimed to be the most powerful and supreme being. And he boasted about his power one day and he said that, Oh people, don't you see that these rivers are flowing under my control? And this is mentioned in the Qur'an. وَهَذِهِ الْأَنْهَارُ These rivers, they flow under my control, my authority. So here is the man who claimed that the rivers were under him. And what happened? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala showed him 
his place. He drowned in the water. 